that's what they want to see. They don't want people. I mean, yeah, they want to make money off of interest, but really in order to increase your limits, they want to see the best behavior. The best behavior is to pay off your balances in full every single month so that you you're not living off of your credit cards. So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before I get started, got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. Ms. Eva Palacios, you in the house? Yes, what's up? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. The sun is out. Finally, we got some warm weather. Oh. Yes. Super Maybe excited a little about too that. Warm. Maybe a little too Heck warm. No, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm the cold sucks for me. I need hot. <laughs> I already got the AC on. No. AC on. Really? The fans are going. Yeah. It ain't it's that hot. hot. No. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's warm. It's too. It's. I. I mean. It. I. Well, it's not like how it can be. We know in this area oh, no. it could get yeah. like stupid. A um, hundred. hundred plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not there, but it's still. It. It feels warm to me. I can't really. You know. I like wearing hoodies and things like that. And that's why you're so extra hot. <laughs> yeah, I have to take the hoodie off. Take the hoodie off, turn the fan on because it's it's just it's just warm. But it's good. I like I I'm enjoying the weather. I'm enjoying being out. Oh man, the other day, me and my wife, we well, yesterday actually, we we um went out to eat. Um <laughs> I feel I almost feel weird saying that to you because I feel like you're, <laughs> you're gonna like finger wag me because you're my finance coach. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so we went out to eat. Uh, <laughs> Else feels like that all day. I should have been eating out right now. Eva's gonna be mad. <laughs> oh man, we you know we've been doing so good too. We've been doing so good. My wife, is, in particular, shout out to Johnsy, who's been um, accepting you know this tightening of the belt. She's been really good. Yeah. I've been I've been fearful, but like I don't know if I can say this to her. I don't know, but she's actually been really really great about it, which I'm. Uh, proud of her, um, and so we were ah. making these these sacrifices, yeah. And, and but last night was just one of those situations where mm-hmm. we had so much stuff going on, and it got late, and the boys, you know, we got young ones, so they're just like, "Hey, we're hungry, and we're like, we're out, so we're like, oh, let's just let's just sit down somewhere." <laughs> um, so they went to BJ's. Um, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Outside. Yeah, outside. outside? Yeah. yeah, and the weather was nice. You know, I was able yeah. to, you know, just kind of sit there and enjoy, you know, and, and, and it yeah. almost felt normal, almost kind of. Yeah. So that was nice. I just, you know, talked about how I was telling my wife, like, we, they were playing some music in the background. And I was like, man, I can't wait till we can, like, see, like, live music again. And, right. Like, you know, just be out. That'd be, that's going to be nice. Yeah. Last month, um, you know, I got together with um, 
some, you know, some amazing people on my Facebook and we're like, yeah, you know, she was like, you know, let's, let's go to lunch and, you know, let's network and let's like, you know, learn from one another. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yep. Went to Papa Pablo's was outside. Um, we were, at, it was really weird. Cause we were the only ones outside and it was like one in the afternoon. <laughs> we're the only ones outside. Everybody was inside. And I'm like, Okay, but I was cool with it because, you know, it was just us and we're just focused and deep in conversation like it was two and a half hours later. But it was just so nice to get out and just socialize. Yeah. 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 I think we're I mean, you know, I don't know exactly when this is going to totally end, but it does it does start to kind of feel like we're we're turning the corner, which I appreciate. I just want to go to the movie theater. Yeah, the movies. And have yeah. some nachos and a hot dog and recline back. There you go. <laughs> That's what I really miss. <laughs> yeah, I miss a lot of those things. Which, yeah. if you're like in another state, you guys are already doing this, and I'm super jealous. They are? <laughs> yeah. I haven't been paying attention. I got people in Texas that are in the movie theaters. I got people in Florida that are like out and about. Mm. No problem. I'm like, yeah. I think well, we need to get out of here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm all for being cautious. I mean, I'm cautious yeah. by nature and. I'm all for that. And, you know, if it needs to be a little longer, I guess, but I just, I'm definitely feeling the, um, you know, I, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. Yes. Um, yes. Me too. Yes. Yes. So, um, but yeah, so, so besides that, BJ's, was BJ's good for you. it was okay. good. It was good. It was, I mean, it was, it was a good experience. The food was, eh, they kind of struggled a little bit. Really? Me and my wife were like, yeah, the meat was a little overdone. We're we're, mm. we're a little we're we're a little picky because we can cook, so you know <laughs> we're like, mm. <laughs> but uh, it was cool. My my kids had a good time. My boys definitely um, enjoyed it. But um, yeah, so um, you know, hey, we're still we're still working out over here. We're still yes still lifting weights. And yes, stuff. and you done leveled up. You done leveled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm not quite where I need to be. You don't want to share with the audience like your new level up really, this week? It's not really a level up though. That's the thing. You, That's you, a big deal. No, it isn't actually. It is a big deal. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> basically, so, okay. So full context audience. So basically the level up that, that Eva's talking about is uh, I've been doing squats. And so uh, because of, uh, so before, I'll just say it this way. Initially, I was doing squats with the kettlebell. So you, you hold the kettlebell in front of you, you do squats. But even um, before that, you were doing just regular air squats. Air squats. Yeah, you build and up. And then yeah. you went to the kettlebell. Kettlebells, and then you're supposed to do it on the squat rack, right? Um, yep. You put the weight on your back. Yes. Here's here's the truth. Being honest, um, I've always been able to do the squat on my back in terms of the weight, like I can actually, I can, I can manage the weight. The problem has been my shoulder. So my shoulder, my left shoulder has um, been injured. And so it feels very strange for me to have to hold it because my shoulder has normally, you know, been back that way. Um, <laughs> and so basically we just got to a place, I think coach, you know, Anna, I think he just was like, Hey, let's just try it. I've been wanting to try it. Actually, I've been wanting to try it for the last four weeks. What? I didn't say nothing. Why not? Because I'm letting him do his thing. He's the coach. I'm letting this do his That's thing. True. I don't want to. I don't want to push it. Right. I mean, I'm saying, hey, I'm I'm a, I'm a defer to your wisdom. But yeah. truth be told, I feel like I could have did it. Now, here's the thing. Does it hurt? Yeah, absolutely. It still hurt. It hurt. Mm-hmm. I had to do my you know little adjustments and all that stuff <laughs> while I was there. And afterwards, my shoulder your was exercises. you know yeah because it was strained. It's not normally yeah. in that position. So there's actually another 
type of bar that he could get. He's going to get. Yeah, the curvy that, ones. That lays on my shoulders. Oh, that so one. I just have to hold it in front of me. Yeah. So I could still do it. It's still the weight is on my back and yep. it's still the same squat. But now instead of it being me having to pull my shoulders yep, back, right here. I can just be in the front, which is where I hold mm. the kettlebell. So, so the point is, it's not really a level up for me because I, I don't take it that way because I could have been doing it. It's just that, you know, yeah. That's why I feel that way. <laughs> it's not a level up. I'm just going to be like, okay, coach, you know what? Charles ain't going to say it, so I'm just going to say it for him. <laughs> okay, that's fine. No, but I, I will say the deadlift, though, that was, I think that was, that was good. That was really good. What was yeah. it, 300 pounds? Yeah, see, but see, that's, yeah, it was, but that's not, that's not crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to me. Why, what did I get stuck at? I got stuck at what? 255? I don't, I don't know. even remember. I don't I have the but, my numbers. 300 is not nothing for me to brag about. Trust me. Aww. It's not. I'm happy that I'm doing it though. But that I'm happy that I did it because uh Do you feel you I've can always, do more? Oh yeah. I'm okay. strong enough to do it. It's just the problem has been my form. So like before yep. coach I used to do deadlift, but mm-hmm. I do it and my back would get thrown out. Like, you know, like I'd be hurting myself. You'd be injured. And I, yeah, I'd be injured. I didn't want to like ever do it again because yeah. I'm like, I don't, obviously don't know what I'm doing. Right. But this Did you do the, it by yourself? You never had a coach yes. before? You just like said, I'm just going to do this and yeah, figure I'd it watch, out. Yeah, watch YouTube videos. Yep. <laughs> yep. YouTube and university. I did. I did. And I thought I knew what I was doing it. It messed me up. And then I actually got to a point because it was hurt. I asked, I asked like some of the trainers that were on the floor at the gym. I'm like, hey, can you look at me and see how I'm doing this? Because it, it feels like I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. And I used, I would tell them, I say, you know, afterwards, my back really hurts. And so uh, I don't think that's right. And they'd be like, yeah, your back shouldn't be hurting like that. I'm like, well, you know, check me out. But yeah, they yeah. wouldn't, they fix it. They didn't, they didn't fix it because they're like, I'm not paying them. You know what I mean? Um, so the difference now is that, you know, with coach, uh, yeah. you know, obviously he's really making sure that I, my form is right. Yeah. Worked on my form. My form is good. And so, I'm able to do it properly and now I can do it and not necessarily have the injury. So although 300 is cool, I know there's more in me. Um, yes. And I don't even know like what relatively what the heavy weight is for, you know, someone my, you know. I don't like know. Me. Someone like me, like of your size, of your age, of your height. If, I don't think it goes like that. All of that. those things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the professional, but. I see some tiny people lifting stuff like that. And then I see some really big people lifting stuff like that. So I don't think it has anything to do with weight. I think it's all strength. Yeah, we'll see. I think, you know, well, I mean, we're spending way too much time talking about this. People are <laughs> probably like, you guys wrap it up. Let's get to the podcast. So really quick, I'll say that because I used to bench when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I know that when when you're benching, I know some of the numbers on that. So I know that mm. if you can bitch 300 pounds, generally that is described, you're a pretty strong guy, right? Got it. A strong person, period, right? If you could do 300 pounds. Um, that's one of my goals is to bitch 300 pounds. I'm nowhere near there right now. But it was cool to actually feel it in my hands and deadlift it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So now I know what 300 pounds feels like. Yep. Lifting it off my chest is something completely different. Totally um, different. Yeah. And so that, that, that's one thing that I will, you know, I, I appreciate that, but yeah, I feel like there are numbers. Like I know, like with the NFL, for example, before you become a professional NFL player, they have you go through, you know, this, uh, combine and the, you have to, um, um, rep 225 pounds, right? Yeah. So 225 pounds and you got to like, 
hit that bad boy, you know, 15 plus, some people do yep. 20 times, you know, whatever. So you got to master that level before you go to the next. Uh, yeah. In terms of, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have to demonstrate your level of strength, Got it. you know, and, and, and the bar is the 225 pounds in terms of the NFL, in terms of benching. So I know like mm-hmm. as a regular old guy, if I could bench 225 pounds, even once mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's fairly strong. Right. If I mm-hmm. could do it 10 times, then I'm like, oh man, I might be NFL strength. <laughs> you know, if I could, <laughs> if I could do it 20 times, then you know, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm you know, you know what I mean? So that's what so I don't Got know it. what that is when it comes to the deadlift. That's why I'm not over here talking numbers yeah. to the podcast audience because I don't want people <laughs> hitting me up like Charles, you only benching what? Are you only deadlifting what? <laughs> hey, we started though. We beginners, we beginners. Lightweight. <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> but you know what? That that actually does actually um kind of make me think about what we want to talk about today, because one thing that, um, you know, that I really appreciate about coach and how we're developing this weight and you're, you're doing weight training too. You have a competition that you're uh, going for. Was I, was I supposed to say that? Oh, no. Uh, my bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like people will I mean, see it's it on eventually. Facebook. It's on yeah. Facebook, right? I don't think I, I, I mean, I, I, I did a little, you know, Facebook story for like 15 seconds about my registration. Nobody really commented. So I don't think nobody really knows, but when it it happens, they'll they'll know. Okay. Well, it's public. I'm not trying to like have nobody come over there and watch me though. Yeah. But I mean, so, but it's pretty cool. (laughs) I don't need an audience. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty cool as you're doing it and you're getting stronger. One thing I have noticed about him and how he does it, which I really appreciate is that, you know, he, he doesn't try to get you to max out immediately, like right away. Right. I just start off with, uh, deadlift and 300 pounds. That wasn't right. my first attempt. Right? It's a buildup. It was a buildup. And so yep. what it was, was that I had to demonstrate at least, you know, to him that I was able to, you know, basically master this level, right. Or just, you know, um, this, this particular weight, right. Do yep. it with a certain level of comfort or number of reps, yeah. um, certain level of ease before yep. adding more weight and yes. how I would demonstrate my ability to handle more weight was him seeing how I handled the weight I would had. Right. Right. Like I think even today, right. When we were mm-hmm. the f- first time I'm on the bat squad and you guys asked me, you're like, how does it feel? I'm like, it don't feel like anything. Right. Yeah. Cause it wasn't heavy. It wasn't heavy. Weight. Add more weight. <laughs> but, but, and, and, and so, yeah, he yeah, could add more weight, but he, it wasn't about the weight. He was like, I'm looking at your form. I'm trying yes. to make sure that you know how to do this right before yep. you put more weight. And, and the more you demonstrate to me, you can do this. Yep. This way with, with, with lightweight, then you can handle heavyweight. That's right. What that reminds me of is our personal finance and our personal credit. Yep. One thing I, I it, it's crazy how, how this works because I remember there was a time when I was doing really well with credit. Um, this is before my, uh, my, my downfall, <laughs> which I'm currently <laughs> com- coming out of doing really well with credit. And I remember like, you know, having two like, you know, Bank of America cards and they were, they were, uh, you know, doing okay. I think I had like maybe a $2,000 limit or something like that. Yep. And I remember all of a sudden, like one day I went to like, uh, check my account for some purchase I made. And I noticed my limits for both my cards were shot up. They were yep. like almost eight. They were both, I think $8,000 each. Wow. And I was like, what the, what happened? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm telling my wife, I'm like, Hey babe, this is before I met you a long time, right? We, I'm like, yo, we just, <laughs> we just got 12 grand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
that's what it felt like, right? Like I just got a raise. I'm like, why did that happen? Yeah, um, it feels after, good, right? It's like, oh, okay, you trust me. It felt All really right. good. But you know what I learned though from you mm-hmm. is that if if I'm able to demonstrate that I'm good with my credit, then you know I get rewarded. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Can you explain why that happens yeah. or how that happens? Because I think that phenomena, I think, was so amazing. And I like yep. now if that happened to me, I would kind of anticipate it, but I still don't really get it. So can you explain why that happens? Basically, the financial institutions are looking to see what your trend is. What are you doing? Are you always maxed out with your credit cards and therefore only making minimum payments and your debt balances are high for months or maybe years, they're going to be like, okay, well, we're not going to give him any higher limits because he hasn't proven himself that he can manage debt efficiently. So then when you pay down those balances or you pay them off every single month, those are signs of good responsibility with finances. So then they're just going to give you a little bit more by increasing your limits. Mm. So yes, you got to manage what you have right now well or in excellence and creditors will reward you for that. Mm, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of that um, that scripture. Um, if you're faithful over a few, God will make you rule over many. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's like a similar principle. Yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And And the thing is, is that especially in the world that we live in right now, people, there's a lot of impatient people. And there's a lot of people that want the instant result, instant results. I want my credit scores to be 700 tomorrow, or I want my credit limits like this. It took me years to get $170,000 in available credit. You're not going to get that in a matter of months. You're not going to get that in one to two years. Oh, hold on. You know what? Hey, that's a good point because (laughs) hold on. Let's talk about that. Because I think a lot of people don't, I, I know I've never thought about how long that would take you to do. So, so yeah. So tell us how roughly how long, and then maybe take us through the journey. Like, you know, where did you start? Um, yeah. And yeah, like how long and, and how did, how did that, how did you keep increasing those levels? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? Fortunate where I worked, I learned about credit early I didn't learn about how to strategically grow credit or build a portfolio. I just, you know, just taking the basics, pay your bills off every single month, you know, keep your accounts open forever, you know, don't do anything that will cause the creditors to shut you down. I I listened to all of that. My oldest credit card is like 26 years old. My average, my average length of credit history is like 15 years old. Wow. So I've had accounts opened for years. Nobody has closed me out. I mean, you know, those who closed me out was like more than seven years ago. Yeah. Those don't count no more. But I have an average length of credit history for years. And and it's not just 26 years. It's 26 years of good payment history of of of. On time. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Knock on wood. Spotless. Wow. Spotless. Not one single collection account, not one single late payment, none of it. 
And at the end of the day, you know, you've got a lot, you know, you, everybody has access to online, you know, Google, YouTube, social media, where everybody's like, yeah, like just go apply for credit and, and get these limits and go do this. And you'll have these limits. It doesn't happen overnight. Like you got to show good faith. You got to show effort. You got to show these creditors that you're able to not only maintain what you have, but strive in excellence in order to get the better accounts. Sometimes you got to start with the little itty bitty crappy accounts. And I don't want to say crappy, Mm. but you know, the ones with the higher interest rates, you know, the department Mm. store cards, the ones with the low limits. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's strategy behind getting the better accounts with higher limits with rewards, but it still takes the look of the profile and how you're managing your accounts. Mm, so, okay. So like, I remember when I first started out, um, when I was trying to, so, you know, before the downfall, I had really good credit, but before that, Building the credit, I started off. I remember I was talking to like a, uh, my cousin. He told me he's like, "Yeah, go get like a store card, uh, a card from a, a jeweler, a uh, Capital One card, and some other card." Like you know, he kind of just gave me a layout and was like, "And get an auto loan and this, and then make sure everything's paid on time for a year, and you'll be able to do whatever." Yep. And I remember when I first got that. Uh, <laughs> that I think I got like, I think I was at Ross or whatever. I don't. I forgot or. <laughs> I forgot where I was or or what store, you know, but it was like one of those stores that I was like, I kind of the frequent, you know, and I was like, let me just get a little card. And they, you know, they said, okay, you're, you're approved $200. And I was like, $200. I felt so insulted by that. And I was like, <laughs> what am I going to buy $200? $200. Like, I'm not going to use this card at all. Um, yeah. But what you're saying is, you know, well, what I did was I got it. Right. And then I actually paid a couple times and then, um, I paid a couple more times. And I remember actually that was one of those cars that around the same time that I had got that uh, increase from 2000 to 6000 with my Bank of America. Yep. Around that same time, I looked at my um, my card for uh, that's with that department store car. It went from 200 to twenty two hundred dollars. Yep. Automatically. I was like, whoa. Well, because also, and you know, for those of you who don't know, a lot of these credit card companies, they have access to your credit at any time. So they're monitoring. They're looking at, you know, number one, their own account. How, what are you doing? Are you leaving a balance there and just paying the minimum? Or are you charging on it and paying it off in full every single month? That's what they want to see. They don't want people. I mean, yeah, they want to make money off of interest, but really in order to increase your limits, they want to see the best behavior. The best behavior is to pay off your balances in full every single month so that you you're not living off of your credit cards. So then when they see that trend, they're going to be like, okay, you know what? He's had this account open for six months. Let's do a soft inquiry and let's see what else he's got going on. They probably noticed Bank of America was a 2000. Now it's a whatever 8000 limit. Oh, if Bank of America raised his limit, let's raise his limit over here. And that's how the limits will constantly rise amongst all of your accounts, because they're looking to see what you've got going on and who's doing what on your credit report. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. 
We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. Wow. So so your road, it sounds like, so did you start off with the, like the department store cards and all that initially? Did you start off like that with you? Yes. Well, you know, my 20 first, years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my first major credit card was a Capital One. They started at $300. Then it went to $900. And then it got stuck at $2,000. And I'm like, this is for the birds. Like, I just left that one alone because I'm like, you useless to me. I don't, can't do nothing with $2,000. But I left it. I left it. And then I got some department store cards because, you know, back when you're young, you're like, you know, have as many credit cards as you want. I had all the department store cards. No, Macy's, guys, Macy's, Macy's Express, uh, <laughs> um, New York and Company. That was a thing back then. Like, you know, all the department store cards, you know, just to have now. No, we ain't messing with department store cards because that's another thing. Anybody can get a department store card. You're not. Fancy in the creditor's perspective. Anyone can get a department store card. Why? Because they carry low limits, high interest rates. You don't need an excellent credit score to do that. So crazy as it may sound, when people tell you, just go open up all these department store cards, the more accounts you have, the higher the credit score. No, no. Credit scores look at what type of accounts you have. And if all you got are department store cards, they're going to be like, well, that's cool, but... That that's not what we're looking for. All right, hold Where on. Where your let's, major let's, credit cards? Let's look at those guys. Let's go slow. Let's go slow because I I want to I want to make sure people really kind of get the the levels to this because yes. it sounds like to me. So I I can, first of all I can't imagine you having a three hundred dollar limit like that was <laughs> like then. That just sounds crazy though. Yeah. Like you know, what I, mean? I mean, now you apply for something, it'd be yeah, way more obviously. But it's just and, like, well, we're, and we're gonna talk about that. Let, okay, all right. We're gonna so, talk about that. Okay, so you started off at three hundred, then you went to nine hundred, and then two thousand, you got stuck. Okay, then you said, okay, I need to diversify some kind yep. of way, right? Yep. So, talk to us a little bit about the strategy around that because it sounds yes. like. Um, what you what you kind of been hinting at, and you've mentioned this before. You kind of throw this out sometimes. You talk about credit portfolio. Yeah. You, know, you talk about the types of credit cards and types of things you need. The different levels. Different levels. Because some people at seven hundred, then they get stuck there. They want to get to eight hundred, and yep. they get to eight hundred. There's a certain thing you got to do to get to eight hundred. We're not yep. gonna say all that right now because nope. we gotta. You know, we go. I'll tease you guys right now. We got a little you know, a little book coming um, that talks about the eight hundred score. Because yeah. there is a, you know, it's a certain way to do that. Yep. Um, and Eva's cracked that code. So, um, but but just talk to the people though about kind of how this, how you evolve, how you go from the 2000 limit to, you know, what did you do next? And then, yep. you know, how did you, how do you get to a place where you got $170,000 in available credit? Yeah. Well, well, first off, know that the higher limits come from major credit cards. A department store card, depending upon what department store you got, it will generally cap out at about 2000 or 2500 bucks. 
So you ain't going to have a bunch of limits on department store cards. Number one. Number two, if you got somebody like Walmart, Target, Best Buy, where they sell more expensive things, those ones you can probably get between five and 7,000 limits. But a major credit card, no store tied behind it, those are your high limit credit cards. But for somebody that's brand new to the credit industry, I tell people this, your credit report is like your report card in school. You go to school, you show up, you do your homework, you get good grades, your good grades transform into a report card, then turns into transcripts. And then based on that, colleges can see how good of a student you are. Are you worthy to be in our college? Or are you just a nuisance because you get a bunch of D's and F's? Same with the credit report. The major credit cards are looking, are you worthy to have my account? And generally speaking, you can't get the top elite credit cards, you know, the ones with the perks, the high rewards, unless they see certain accounts already established and managed well to use that as a point of reference. So yeah, you got to do certain things in order to level up to get the bigger and better things. The bigger and better things, meaning the rewards, the high limits, and the freedom to have an exit strategy if you need one. <laughs> yeah. So you went from, and I love, I love that school analogy because when you think about it, um, you know, in order for you to move from, you know, from in your high school, from level to level, right? From ninth yeah. grade to 10th grade or whatever, you have to demonstrate mastery of the content um, that you're, you know, for the classes that you have. If you're not able to demonstrate that with a C or better, then you got to take that bad boy again. You got to try right. again. And yeah. effectively, you know, you, you could mess around and, you know, be a fifth year senior or a sixth yeah. year senior, you know, yeah. where, you know, you're basically not able to graduate. You're not able to get out of high school until right. you can demonstrate that you um, ha- can manage high school. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So stuck at 2000. So what did you do after that, after you were stuck at 2000? So then I started to get really good with, okay, well, where's my credit score at and who can I apply with next? That's going to give me a chance. And I just started applying for the major credit cards. Okay. So the major you're talking about, like, American Expresses of the world and things like that. Yep. Discover, Citibank, Chase, Bank of America, those guys. Yep. 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 And my okay. first, my first major was Discover. My first major was Discover. And at the end of the day, I mean, I don't even know an order. I, I can look at my credit report to see who I opened next. <laughs> but once you got one major credit card on there, they all generally will start to then approve you. And, and then it's not even a matter of, okay, I want 10 major credit cards. It's let's start with one, develop ha- good habits, build a relationship once every six months. If they're not raising your credit limit, you request a credit limit increase. 1500 2000 nothing crazy. So that they can see, okay, she has a $5,000 limit. She's been good for six months. 
zero balances, sometimes uses a card. When she does use it, she pays it off immediately. Sure, no problem. Let's give her a $2,000 increase. Or they may say, you apply for $2,000, but we're going to actually give you a $5,000 limit increase because you're doing so good. Wow. Hold on. So, okay. So I don't, I don't think that that is something that a lot of people know. You're saying to check in every six months yep. and ask for an increase. Yes. Interesting. Yes. But you got to look good. What generally allows a credit limit increase approval, obviously good payments, but low to no utilization. I mean, think about it. Put yourself in the bank's perspective. I'm the bank. You have a $5,000 limit. Your balance is $4,000. It's been $4,000 for the past six months because you're barely paying enough to cover the interest. You're going to ask me to borrow more money when you can't even pay the $4,000 you have now? Denied. Versus, I see what you're doing for six months. You use it. You pay it off. You use it. You pay it before the due date. You use it. You pay it off the next day. That means you don't like having debt. You don't like having debt. I'm going to reward you for that. You ask me for an increase. Boom. I'm going to give you more because you showed me good behavior in the beginning. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, man, yeah, that, I, I, I like that. I like that. And so checking in, asking for those approvals, yep. you got to make sure that you are, you know, worthy of it. Right. Yeah. Um, But most importantly, build those relationships. You're going to have these higher limits because you've spent time managing that account well. So, you know, if you're on social media and they're like, oh, yeah, just apply there. You're going to get $10,000 here. You're going to get $15,000 there. When you apply for a brand new credit card, they're looking at credit score. They're looking at utilization, but they're also looking at who do you have on your credit report right now? And what's their highest limit? Hmm. If you don't have a high limit on your credit report, generally speaking, the new account is going to give you a limit for less than what you have on your credit report. Hmm. But if you have high limits, let's just say, I don't know, you got American Express with a $10,000 limit. You go apply with Chase. They're going to be like, okay, wait a minute. She got a $10,000 limit over there. She's had that account open for how long? Great credit score low to no utilization. You know what? We're going to match the American Express $10,000 limit. Boom. Now you got Chase for $10,000. Yeah. So build your relationships with your banks. Show good habits. Build the relationships so they can raise your limits. So the next time you apply for something, you're getting a decent limit. Yeah. And and the advantage of of raising your limits, um, kind of stepping back even further, Yep. In terms of strategy, is the debt to income ratio right? Because that's something that 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 people look at. Not debt to income, sorry. The um, utilization. utilization. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they look at that as a as a measure measurement. And so the higher your limits, um, like say for example, you know, if you um, let's say you have uh, ten thousand dollars in uh, credit limit, but you got a th- uh, twenty. Let's say I'll say I'll say fifty thousand. Sorry, five thousand. In debt. So that's a 50% utilization. 10,000 limit, 5,000 is what you owe in use. So that's a 50%. Now, if you were able to get that 10,000 raised 
to let's say fifty thousand, just for round mm-hmm. numbers, yeah. that and and keep your debt the same, your utilization goes from fifty percent to ten percent, which that's looks right. way more amazing, right? Exactly. So that's why that matters for you to continue to push your limits out. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, and that's where, again, it, it, it's looking at the whole picture. You, the credit card company you have, they know how you spend money. Every single, you know, every 30 days, your payments do. What is she doing? Is she paying it off completely or is she just letting it be? And at the end of the day, all of this effective money management skills will come into play when you have these high limits and you're not tempted to go maxing them out, but you're using them strategically so that if you do need to throw down a major purchase, that you're not over that 30% utilization. Therefore, your credit score doesn't drop. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's get, let's get you more practical with people because, yep. you know, for me, I can imagine people saying, well, what's the purpose of having all this, you know, credit <laughs> and then mm-hmm. giving me all these higher limits if I'm not supposed to use it, yeah. right? So yeah. what do you say in terms of like, well, how do you manage that strategy of like, you know, say, you know, bam, you got, you know, now you got um, these high limits, but an emergency happens. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. you know, how, how would you recommend, would you recommend, yeah, go ahead, do what you got to do, spend it, pay it off. Or, you know, like, what, what would you say to people who are experiencing things like that? Well, number one, don't spend more than what you can afford to pay back in 30 days. Mm. Like you need to be so good with your money that if you put something on a credit card that you got money in the bank to completely pay it off the next day. Mm. Now, granted, unexpected expenses happen. And when those unexpected expenses happen, you having available credit limits gives you that leverage and you're not resorting to the loan sharks, the high interest rate people that are out there. Perfect example. One of my clients, her father passed away. If it wasn't for the high available limit on her credit card, she would have had to have taken out a loan to cover those funeral expenses, which the interest rate would have been so much more higher there than on her credit card. Not to mention credit score wise, she wouldn't have even qualified for that loan. So now you're like, okay, I can apply, but I'm probably not going to qualify. And if I don't qualify, how am I going to pay for this funeral? I got my credit card. It's going to bridge me to I figure out what my next move is going to be. So you need to have these available limits in case something happens that you have immediate access to taking care of that expense and then game planning. Okay, how are we going to get ourselves out of this situation? But at least it's a better situation than dealing with high interest rate, other type of borrowing. Yeah, I remember you also um kind of broke this down in a situation where, where um, what was a situation I had um, with terms of investing in myself, right? There was a course yeah. that I wanted and it was thousands of dollars or whatever. And I was like, man, I'm not sure if this is a good investment or if I should pay for it. But you were like, well, if you pay for it, how much are you going to earn back? Right? right. And so we kind of did a calculation and based on the math, you know, if I paid for it, even if I had to pay it back in increments, the money I would earn would yes. outpace what I would be paying. Mm-hmm. And so it made sense to do it. 
And, yeah. and even if I was borrowing the money, it still made sense because I'd be outpacing, you know, what I owed back. Yep. And so that kind of strategy and that kind of thinking, I think is important because, you know, you know, to your point, you're saying like, Hey, you it, know, we're- it's opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's the opportunity of having the available limits in case an opportunity presents itself. You have immediate access to having, and not just one oper- one option. If you got five credit cards with di- you know five different banks, five different limits, five different companies, now you have the choice of okay, out of these five, which one should I choose that's going to work most in my favor? Versus not having no options. And now you're frantic, you know, you're all distraught. And what happens when our stress levels are high, we're emotional. We don't make the best financial decisions during that time. But yes, you, you want to have these available limits in case you need to jump on an investment opportunity, you know, some, you know, an unexpected emergency happens, you now have options to choose from. And that right there is huge. Like everybody's like, Eva, why do you need $170,000 with the credit limits? In case, in case something happens, I have choices. I don't have to wait and apply for a loan and then let the bank decide at that point whether or not they're going to let me borrow money. I already have the available limits. I already have the buying power. Now it's a matter of, okay, now who do I want to choose that's going to get my business and who's going to work best in my favor? And that's what it comes down to, guys, because at the end of the day, when you don't have options, you resort to ugly lending, ugly creditors, the ones that charge annual fees, the ones that charge high interest, the ones that when times get tough, they are not going to help you. You are late. They will proudly charge you a late fee. They will proudly report you on your credit report. Let me tell you, there's certain credit cards, the major credit cards, there's certain banks that won't even report you late on your credit report unless you're 60 days late. Wow. Yes. This is why I teach people we need to gradually build credit strategically so that we can conquer level one, go to level two, conquer that, get up to level four, deal with the best banks that are out there so that we can have great lending options. You know, and and, and here's another strategy. Home equity lines of credit. Why would somebody want a home equity line of credit on their house if they're not going to, most people will say, have a home equity line of credit in case you want to do improvements. You want to have a home equity line of credit in case of whatever the heck your little heart desires. Maybe you haven't been planning well and your child is about to start college next year. You got a year to figure out how you're going to pay for college. Mm. College is going to be a couple grand. What bank's going to let you borrow money on that? Yeah, you can take Mm. out student loans, But now look what you got to deal with. You can stick that sucker on a credit card at 0% interest. You can use your home equity line of credit. You have the available limits in case something happens. Yeah. And so, and what I'm hearing is, but you don't get to those options until you can demonstrate that you can handle 
(laughs) whatever it is you got, what you've got. And that's so important. So many people are like, okay, Eve, I did, I did what you told me to do. Now what's next? Can I go apply for this? Should I apply for this? Well, I've been reading online. I should get this account. You could get that account but it ain't going to really help your credit score. It's not within the game plan that we've designed for you. So, you know, a lot of it is being patient, but also acknowledging at what point in time have I mastered the level to then get to the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, I feel like you just can't overstate that. Right. Cause I think mm-hmm. even what's amazing too, cause I, I remember making these analogies and, and, you know, I'm talking to students about like, I'm like, life is like video games. I'm like, yeah. guys, Tell me what video game allows you just to, you know what I'm saying, get to the next level without beating the level you're on. You got to beat right. the, you know, that boss. You got to master that level. Yeah. Of course, there's always some smart kid. It's like, well, you can do a code and there's this and that. I'm like, yeah, that's cheat codes. That's, that's why they're called cheat codes, you that's know, because right. you're cheating. That's not the yeah. way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Um, but if you're trying to do it, you know, the right way, right, and, and the way that uh, we should be doing it, and in the way, honestly, I feel like when you demonstrate true mastery, you're actually able to have like uh, sustainability, right? Yes. Because if you if you're cheating, if you're just kind of bypassing things, you don't experience what you really need to experience. It's kind of like um, I kind of I mean I think I think about like even with like a credit report because I've been you know because now that I'm involved in this, I'm, I'm I'm seeing and reading a lot more about this stuff. But I know that there's some people who have like these shortcuts where you could you know in in certain ways strategically you know, kind of dispute some things. So things disappear from your credit report, this and that, then you go apply and you may get it, you may not. But eventually what I've seen is that all of that at some point still catches up to people. Yes. It doesn't like, it's not like it just goes away forever, right? At some point it's going to catch up to you. And I don't, I wouldn't want to live that way. Like I'm trying to. I don't need nobody's, I don't need to be looking at who what what's happening behind me. Who's about to creep up on me to like take me out of my element. Exactly. Yeah. Once I get done with paying all this debt that I got, that's it. Like I, I you know, and I want to turn over a new leaf and be different and not yes. have to be, you know, figuring things out and hiding and playing games and, you know, yeah. doing all this dispute stuff and legal this and that. Like I'm I'm not trying to get into all that. I just want to go well, ahead and just think of how much time are you spending doing that? And energy doing that versus if you do what I tell you to do, chances are you're going to see results faster and be able to get to the next level sooner. All you're doing, all the other guys are doing is they're just stretching out that process. And cool. If you want to be on a two to five year program to raise your credit score and because you got the time, go for it. But just know it does not take that long if you truly want to master credit, master finances. There is a structure. There is levels that you need to complete in order to be at the top. Yeah, I think that's amazing, too. I mean, because <laughs> I had never never thought about it. But, you know, we talk about your one hundred seventy thousand available credit. And yeah, you know, sometimes it, you do get the sense that, oh, let me just go ahead and do these few things and I could come up like that. But yep. no, that's going to take a long time. And that, yeah. not, but that's not to discourage anyone. That's not to say that we shouldn't Time's try gonna for... going to pass by anyways. The question exactly. is, is what effective steps are you taking 
that you know, okay, you know what? I'm working towards this. I'm doing this, this, and this, and I'm constantly seeing growth. Yeah. You're on a, you're on a good GPS system right there. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, doing one thing and then year, a month, month, six months, a year goes by and you're not doing anything, then you pretty much are still at square one. We yeah. got to constantly be doing a little bit of work, little bit of work every yeah. single month, two months, six months so that you can see that happen. Here's something that I'm personally experiencing. You know, I, you know, I always talk about be patient, be patient, build relationships, you know, uh, for the last year, year, year and a half, I've been focusing on building business credit, my own business credit. I could do what is normally taught, open up vendor accounts, you know, make transactions, pay them within 30, 45, 60 days, like you're supposed to. But I'm like, that just, to me, that sounds like a whole lot of work, whole lot of work. I do not have one single vendor account for my business, but I have six major banks for my business. In under two years, my first major bank I opened within 60 days of creating my corporation, major bank. People are like, how are you getting major accounts so fast? Because there is a strategy behind it. Now, granted, we're not talking 20, 30, 50,000 in limits. I'm okay with that. I got 5,000 here, 10,000 there, 15 over here. But I am like, well, why are you only giving me five when somebody else gives me 12? I got to build that relationship. I got to prove to these banks. Yes, I've only been in business for three years. I've only had business credit for about a year and a half to two years. They still trying to figure me out. So I got to show good behaviors. Max out the credit card, pay it off in less than 30 days or max it out. At the end of the week, pay it off completely so they can see, oh, she she not only borrowing money, but me paying off those balances so fast shows or gives the impression that I got a thriving business. I got money coming in, expenses going out. They can see my expenses. What kind of expenses are these? Are these just, you know, fast food, eating out expenses or are these legit expenses? Are these, you know, trainings? Are these this? Are these high ticketed items? They look at all of that. So yes, you know, your girl got approved for a business card. They only gave me a $5,000 limit. I'm like, what am I going to do with that? (laughs) That's okay. Because I know I got to prove myself and Hey, at least it's a major bank and not a vendor account. I'm not buying things that I don't need to buy. Hmm. Yeah. All Mm -hmm. right. All right. Well, you know what? Um, I think before we wrap up, you know, it'd be, I think it'd be great for you to, you know, just talk to the people one last time. Uh, those that are just frustrated with, you know, kind of like where they at, you know, and just kind of feel like, you know, like, man, like, you know, like I see so many people around me, you know, especially, especially if you guys have been paying attention to the Empower You group, man, yeah. people are leveling up. You see a lot of success stories all the time. And, you know, like I said, sometimes you, you start to feel some type of way, but yeah. Um, you know, what do you have to say to those folks that are, you know, maybe feeling a little discouraged about where they are and, you know, they're like, man, it'd be nice for me to, you know, to, to, to level up. 
Yes. Yes. And guys, when you see other people on your social media or anywhere on the internet that are leveling up, don't let that discourage you. Let it inspire you. The only difference between them and you is they got a blueprint. They got the game plan. So they know exactly what they need to do, when to do it, how to do it. And then they get to the next level. But also understand everybody's in a different place. Everybody's everybody's different. Everybody's goals are different. Their finances are different. Granted, the common denominator is we all we all want to get to the 700, 800 plus club. There is a strategy for every single individual. You just need to know you need to one, get serious. Invest in getting the right information, because when you have the right information, chances are you're going to get to your destination a whole lot quicker and also more efficient. Part of the process is being patient. In my sessions, I tell people, you can't go to step five until you complete step one, two, three, and four. Try it. Go to step five. See what's going to happen. You're not going to like the results. So at the end of the day, listen to the coach. Listen to the expert, especially if they already have success stories of other people that are doing what I've been preaching about because you know it works. So guys, make the decision and let's level up your finances because there should be no reason why you're not winning. It's because you don't have the right information. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, Hopefully I bless you guys and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you're ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered. Thank you.